everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We um, we're a retrospective look across the autism spectrum. I'm Kelly Birmingham, and um, I've been in the field of helping children and adults and families for over 25 years. And um, we started this podcast because in talking with a number of families that I had worked with over the years, hearing their stories where their children are adults now, we learned that most families really for quality of life want their children to be healthy, happy, safe, um, as independent as possible and have a real strong tribe around them, a group of people. And as part of that tribe, are the family members, particularly the siblings. And so we have been focusing our podcast this month in February about hearing from all about the siblings. And of course we have Jennifer with us. Hi Kelly. Hey Jen, hopefully Dylan will pop in and say hi to us. I loved yeah, the Facebook post. In the background. <laughs> I loved his Facebook post announcing who was the president. Yes, he was, yep. We, we worked on that. He got that down pretty quickly, which is a, you know, positive sign. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And we have um, for our guest today, Aviva Paskowitz. And hi, hi Aviva. Hi there. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Sure. So such a fun, uh, small world. Um, I'll let you tell your story, Aviva. But Jennifer and I have both known you since you were little through lots of different connections, including both Jen and I's time volunteering for Surfers Healing and Jen working at Autism Speaks with Matt and myself as part of an uh, Autism Speaks treatment network. So we've we've known you since you were just a little girl. Now you're 23. (laughs) And so we're so thrilled to have you with us today. Would you do us a favor? Tell us about you and a little bit about your super unique childhood and now unique fun family situation. Okay, I definitely (laughs) will do that. I'll give you a little short summary on me. Um, I work at the Ed Asner Family Center. Um, It is a center that helps all families, not just the special needs child or adult. Uh, We have a lot of fun there. I am also the oldest sibling of I guess altogether we are six children. Um, All of my siblings are boys, three of them on the special needs spectrum. Um, We have lots of fun over here. It's usually pretty pretty chaotic, but in the best way possible. (laughs) Um, My parents, yeah. How total, there's six kids. Well, you're not a kid, you're an adult, but six kids, three on the autism spectrum, right? Right. Got it. Okay. Three of them. We're all a very blended family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My uh, parents, Matt and Nava, are the founders of the center that I work at, and they're doing an incredible job. Just giving them a little shout out right there. (laughs) Absolutely. I told you to do it. (laughs) They completely deserve it too. They've been working really hard. I've been trying to help as much as possible. Now I've, I've been living in Oakland for the past like, um, three years um, with my partner and we moved back to LA uh, I'd say about like a year and a half ago and I started working at the Ed Asner Family Center. And, and don't minimize working because you don't just work there. Are you like the art director? 
I am the yeah. art director. Yes. <laughs> so I am teaching classes, mostly virtual right now, actually all virtual right now, just starting recently because of COVID. Um, but we also host many events that I am like usually the sole decorator. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have uh, lots of volunteers and helpers that do help me, but I love that part. I love being like we had a Valentine's Day dance last last year when that was available to us, and it was just so incredible. Like just I we made it like a giant cloud almost that you walked into of just like love. It was wonderful. wow. <laughs> well, so Jen and I are longtime supporters and colleagues of your parents. That would be Nava Paskowitz who is, you know, well-documented as her ch in her childhood growing up in the Paskowitz, her family. And oh. then um, Matt Asner, son of Ed Asner. Um, amazing that they got together. They brought their families together. And so now there's six of you, three on the autism spectrum. Two of them are your direct siblings, correct? Right. Well, all of my brothers are half, yep. except for my um, other two brothers that are Matt's son. They are my step-siblings, Will and Jake, but we're all bro brothers and sisters. That's I, I love that. You guys have totally integrated so well. So, yeah. so our goal is to talk to siblings who grew up um, with uh, brothers and sisters on the autism spectrum. And we'll, if we could start off with some of the younger years, tell us what it was like when you were younger and your um, brothers were younger. What was, if you can remember, what was that experience like being a sibling growing up? Well, when I feel like the, we didn't really know about what well, my, my, my three brothers that are on the spectrum are Wolf, who is 17, Edwin, who is now 12, and Will, who is um, 18. And I uh, only had any introduction into being a sibling at all once Eddie got diagnosed. I think he was like four or five. And at that point I was already like 15 or 16. So I was on uh, in my teens by that time. So I, I did understand what was happening. I went to Camp Ramah for a long time and I was a part of Amid Seem, this program that helps people with special needs. And I had plenty of people in my like schools growing up that had special needs. So I was like friends with all of them. I was like, great. Like I know exactly what to like expect, which is never usually the case. <laughs> but um, it was, it was, uh, it was a journey because I never really, it's it I when Eddie was born he was just like the cutest little baby and you know I think as he grew up he still kind of kept that like innocent childlike behavior that just kind of continued even till today so oh, I I feel like he's just always going to be my little baby and I'll always like treat him that way but seeing him grow and like seeing him teach things to me now, it's just a whole other situation. But I, I, I would never change anything about him or my brother Wolf, like Wolf either. He, I, he's like, he, he has Asperger's, but it's, he's very like, I don't know if high functioning is the right word. I hear mixed things about saying that, but he like, I just 
don't really see it that much. I it just, <laughs> it's like more of just like a label that isn't really important to me, but uh, yeah. And Will is so wonderful too. They're all incredible and special and unique in their own ways. And I didn't get to spend as much time with Will at the beginning of his life when he was diagnosed, but I think he was introduced into our family um, when he was like 10 or so. Mm -hmm. So somewhere around the same age um, that Eddie is now, yeah. Well, I remember one of the, one of the first times uh, um, I met you when you're a little older was at a Autism Speaks Walk and you were in the Grand Club and I just remember you were super hands-on. You probably don't even remember this. Um, it was right when I started working there and you were um, painting um, people's hair um, stripes <laughs> with blue and you were very connected with all the kiddos going in there and just quite the natural and I just remember thinking that about you because you were still pretty young then that was probably about you know the time that you know you know you met Will and and Matt and all that but I just remember being really impressed by you that you just seemed to get it and go with the flow <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I was it was just about that time when Matt and my mom got together we were doing I was always face painting and hair chalking mm -hmm. at all those events <laughs> but of course being 16 years old I mean I didn't want to I didn't actually want to go to those events because my mom would be like oh you want to hang out with your friends actually you're gonna wake up at six o'clock in the morning and come with me to the Rose Bowl <laughs> and I I do that to my younger son too so don't think you're the only one <laughs> I think I always had fun I always brought one friend with me to be my partner and we would just hair chalk and then like eat burgers for lunch and it would it'd be a long day but it would be fun and I'd meet a lot of really interesting and cool people <laughs> You know, that's so interesting you say that because all of the siblings that we've talked to so far and that I've worked with over the years, the ones that are um, seem to be successful and happy in life, and by successful, I just mean like integrated in their family and happy, are the ones whose parents brought them along and said, you know, we're owning this as a family like you did, Jen, and like your parents. And um were you ever jealous or mad about having to do that? And it's okay if you were. Um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like at times I would be, but I, I feel like overall I'm a, I'm a pretty independent person. I kind of like having my own space. So if the tension was off me and on my brothers, I'd, I was like even more for it because I'd be like, great, I can have my own space. But because terms of jealousy, I mean, like, I, uh, it would be like more like now I would feel jealous just like in, in like a teasing way towards my mom. Cause she'd be like, Oh, Edwin, look at all these presents I got for you for Hanukkah. And I'd be like, great. I've got socks <laughs> and it would, it would be one of those situations, but I feel like there's never been like a true jealousy. Cause like, I, I understood where, my mom needed to put her attention at certain times. I, I fully understood because at times I had to be the mom too and had to have my attention in all those spots as well because I was older when, I, when Eddie got diagnosed and a lot, of, a lot of responsibility did land on me sometimes. So you're young, you're 23. Okay, 
So first of all, you're super adjusted, wonderful, well-spoken young lady. So kudos to your family. <laughs> now, um, I, I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you if you could think about something that you think your mom, and you can include your mom and Matt in this, did really, really well okay. in being parents to their children on the autism spectrum. And then I also want you to think about something maybe in hindsight, looking back, sort of like a retrospective look, what do you think they could have done differently? And we're only doing this because we're trying to help families that are new to a diagnosis of autism. Okay, well, something that they did incredible. Well, you know what? I, I always like to start with the negative, so I can add <laughs> on the positive. Go for it. <laughs> so I guess something that was hard in the beginning was, um, I guess, communication. I feel like I live in a very like casual environment when it comes to my family. Like we all just kind of like assume that we've got each other's backs and it's just like comes effortlessly. But I think at the beginning, some attention still needed to be some people needed more attention in my family still. And when Eddie got diagnosed, I think it was hard to communicate that some of my siblings did need that attention. And it, it's hard to fully kind of stretch yourself out across like all of your children, you know, if you have this many, you know, and then still give that special needs child the, all the attention that they need. It is hard, but um, I think they, they did their best and they're still doing their best. And even though they're three times twice as old as I am, I'm, they're still learning every single day like I am, you know. Um, but something positive. I was just about, I was about to end it right there. <laughs> no, but something positive. Um, they uh, have created this space for not only their children, but the whole like, like area of Tarzana for all these people to come and like have this open space available to uh, therapy and extracurriculars and all these different types of classes that they wouldn't be available to and even friendships that wouldn't have been made without it like they have just made this incredible base and like like groundwork for like all these families to connect and create this community that is so strong now that is just so baffling to me because <laughs> when they first started talking about creating this center I was just like oh great like um that sounds like a good idea mom like I hope that works out for you and <laughs> I left to Oakland and I uh, came back and it was like fully happening like the event like the the area was set they signed the papers teachers were being brought in and I was I I don't say it enough because I we we do have a very teasing kind of relationship me and my mom and Matt but I I'm incredibly proud of the work that they've done because oh I, I see a difference in all of my brothers just having the opportunity to come meet all these new friends and people <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I am a big fan of yours because I, I have two things. One is 
I was an art major as well and you know and was a designer I always say my past life um <laughs> and um prior to being autism mom <laughs> yeah um and I don't, don't don't sell yourself short you work for Disney yeah I, yeah <laughs> for many years but um I have always big been a big fan of art therapy and um Dylan um mm art therapy both when he was young but now he's in a transition program he's 21 now and um, he takes um, art classes right now online as well um, through Coastline College but I see you know I I really love that aspect I've seen some of your stuff I love um, the fact that you're both teaching about art and different styles and different artists and then also you know having the experience of executing you know little works works of art um being an artist like what does that mean to you and um you know how does that feel to be able to support people on the spectrum and special needs to kind of get their inner creativity out well Art for me has always been such an outlet for emotion and just taking space for myself and uh, definitely has always been a source of therapy for me, just sitting down and just making something for me. And being able to do that every week with my participants has just been incredible to see them kind of grow their skill, learn how to take responsibility for all of their materials, taking responsibility for the people around them and themselves. I always am advocating to have like a conversation be happening as we're making art too. I always tell my participants like, if you ever look over at your like fellow student or participant and uh, like like something of their work or just like something that they're doing in general, you should always let them know because you never know what kind of day they're having. Maybe that one little compliment can change their entire like attitude that day. And it also encourages them to like keep making art because like I am seeing, I have a few students that have come in and they really just want to get color down on the canvas. And I'm so down for that. If they don't want to like do the project that we have planned that day, then I am fully open to tweaking it and making it available to like what they are interested in because they come to this class to have fun and I want them to have fun and I want them to feel like they're available to any other materials that we have because mostly on Sundays, specifically as our art day, um, when it was in person, we would have a painting class and I would always print out all these reference photos. If they have an idea in mind, we'd have all these like um, references and then also all these books that they can look at and it never ends up like, they. <laughs> a lot of them have like this exact idea in their mind and I always try and like, have this conversation that like, you know, things aren't going to turn out perfectly the way that you want them to every time. And that's why you come to class because it's all about working on your skill and improving. And I tell them that I'm working on my skill even now. Like it doesn't matter like how good your end result is. It's just like if it feels good and if you're having fun actually 
putting that art down on the paper. <laughs> so that is so cool. And I'm going to tell you what you don't realize is you're actually being a very good ABA therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> a good ABA therapist thinks about motivation. And, you know, so Temple Grandin, the famous adult with autism always says you have, you can't let kids with autism um, withdraw. They have to get out and be a part of the world, but do it through their special interests, which, which is exactly what you're doing. And then you're building in flexibility. You're creating opportunities to expand attention and conversation skills through, and this is for my behaviorist listening through antecedent strategies, meaning you're you're preparing and organizing and planning, and then you're willing to change direction in the middle of it. These are all principles that a good teacher, aka behavior therapist does. So you're just doing it naturally, obviously, because everything you described is exactly what I would expect anyone that I was working with as a therapist working with a child with autism. And oh, one thing I throw in too that I think, you know, based on what you're saying is you're also considering whether or not you're thinking about, you know, consciously, um, you know, the individual sensory system too. I mean, a lot of times, you know, point. some of the materials that you might be working with could, you know, be tactile or it could be, you know, they could be resistant to it. They might overly love it, but, um, you know, that flexibility of kind of working with them individually to see kind of what, you know, they grab it. Sorry, Jen, that froze. Say it again. Uh, no problem. So I picked up on something as well um, that I think is really important that you are doing. And um, you're really focusing as well on the sensory issues that um, your students probably have. Um, picking up on, you know, what whether things that they like or don't like, whether it's tactile, smell, touch, you know, um, just messy, you know, and so I think that's really great too, because it, it really supports the artists and, you know, oh, I see my buddy in the back. Oh, <laughs> and, um, you know, I, so that's really great too, because I know that's always been a big factor for Dylan, as well as other students that I've known. Hi, Eddie. <laughs> my brother Edwin's right here. <laughs> That's a really good point, Jen. I'm glad you brought that up. So no, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a last question and then we'll wrap up our podcast for today. What advice would you give um, to a new family? Their child has been diagnosed on the autism spectrum. There's a younger or older sibling, but it's new to this family. From your perspective, what advice would you give to those children and or the parents? I would definitely say practicing patience is definitely <laughs> one of the biggest things that I've learned because I, when I was young, I, I would get frustrated. It would be a my way or the highway kind of situation with Eddie when I was, when he was young, same with Will and same with Wolfie actually too. And I had to learn a patience and practicing that was really important for me also just like it could be scary and that's okay and you're growing together and you know you learn like compassion and empathy from just like really 
being involved with like someone that does have a hard time like expressing themselves and maybe their health if it's hard for that like if they're someone who is in a wheelchair or something like that just being compassionate it teaches you so many things having a sibling on the spectrum and it is something that has shaped me into the person that I am today I I think for the better uh <laughs> I I I am I am very grateful for all of my brothers turning out the way that they did. That was a perfect way to end this. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll shout out to the Ed Asner Family Center. Oh yes. Thank and you, Aviva, for joining us. And um, everyone, have a have a great rest of your day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.